hovering over the skies of a post-Christian society, we have spotted a man with a donut in one hand and rosary beads in another. Child, I'm about to whoop Satan's behind. He is boldly proclaiming truth and reason like no rigid Catholic ever has before. The David L. Gray Show begins now. Hounds of heaven. Jesus loves you and is there for you. Welcome in to David L. Gray's show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. And we begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, O oh my Jesus. Forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those most needed thy mercy. Our Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Dominic Guzman, pray for us. Venerable Father Gustav Tolson, pray for us. So what are we talking about today? You know, you know I, I find that listening to Protestant <laughs> theology, I think it's just harmful for your soul. So I'm going to give you the, the, the three reasons why you should not be listening or ingesting Protestant theology. And if you have a habit of listening to someone like, like a Joe Olstein or a Dr. Tony Evans, uh, I think I'm going to convince you otherwise, just to, to drop that bad habit of yours. Then about the 20-minute mark, Deacon Toby Gaines from the Diocese of Pittsburgh, he's going to come on. He's going to talk about his faith journey, the work he's doing with the indigenous people, the Native Americans, mission school, um, and the abuse that happened there in the U.S. and Canada between 1860 and 1960. He's into a lot of things, so we're just going to run a gamut with him. Really smart guy. Looking forward to that. So that's the show today, and I just appreciate you for having me in as you drive home or as you're there, wherever you are. We appreciate you. Uh, just allow me to, to come in into your space. I appreciate that. And the producer of the show on the Guadalupe Radio Network is the Miss Cecil Anderson. She's in the house. How's it going, Cecil? It is going well. How's it going for you? It's going great. Um, you know, um, you know, normal people, I guess they talk about weather sometimes, so... <laughs> uh man it's 60 degrees here in the st louis area and i was outside cutting rose bushes so i'm i'm trying to get into my 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 spring mode oh okay mm -hmm. very nice yeah it's actually 60 degrees here in our area too what? in the bmw area which is kind of nice because we've been having some pretty cold mornings and evenings which is when i run and it's freezing it does motivate you to run by the way faster um <laughs> yeah, when it's really yeah. cold outside but it's been kind of a pleasant day i mean it's, it's cloudy and a little rainy but it's a nice yeah. day so for those in the audience who don't know um sissel is preparing for i think a, a 10k so a little bit shorter than a half a marathon and um, so keep her in your prayers. <laughs> it's a lot shorter than a half marathon. <laughs> it's like half of a half marathon. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, lots of prayers would be appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Well, don't don't say that yet. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't little... happened yet. <laughs> All right. Oh, so I wanted to catch you up on what's going on in my, my K-drama life. I want to hear what's going on in yours. All and, right. Uh, so, um, so. So what's off? So I think the last time I talked, I was watching um, Beloved Summer, and I think I was watching Boga Size. So those went off. So if you're if you're watching Korean dramas on Netflix, they sort of have two that's like live or whatever going mm -hmm. on, active, and they roll them out on the weekends, and then they're off, and then they'll roll some new ones on. So I'm on to the new ones. 
So the new ones I'm taking a look at, one that you may like is called 2521. It's a. Oh, I a, saw that. I haven't seen it, it, but I saw the it pop up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a coming to age story. So that's kind of cool. And then another one called Forecasting Weather and Love, which um, we had talked before about how you kind of know when Netflix really has their hand in something, if there's like mm-hmm. some sort of snap. So 2521, fine. Uh, forecasting Weather and Love, you know, is some, you know, there's some romance outside of marriage. So. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, but I was watching, I, I thought I was fascinated because I had no idea that weather forecasting was all about science and people just really getting into the numbers <laughs> oh, and the just, data. Like, they just made stuff up? Just made stuff up. <laughs> just, just put their just put their finger in the air, just kind of said, feels wet out here. So, oh, that's really yeah, funny. So, I'm lear- so I was learning something watching it. So that's what's going on right now. So uh, I think we're going to like 25, 21. I kind of like the coming to age dramas mm, yeah those ones are nice i watched one a love so beautiful that was also a coming of age one that was pretty fun yeah oh 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 let me back up before so boga size so it's like this mm, sort of vampire sort of type of thing okay but anyway so we talked about destiny romance like how people in k dramas are they always connected from some life before it's yep. like destiny or whatever <laughs> they always they always knew they were going to be together somehow right so boga does this it's these people knew each other 2,000 years ago. They've reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, they've reincarnated multiple times, and um, they're always together. So this is a hot mess. That, that, is, that is a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they, they met 20 years before, and no. you're like, no, 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 2,000 no, 2,000. <laughs> 2000. That's great. Got to love the tropes of the gay dramas. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? Are you watching anything interesting now? Um, let's see. Well, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit between dramas at the moment. Uh, we talked briefly before the show that there's this one that's, uh, I don't know if I would 100% recommend it. It's called Boys Over Flowers. Uh, uh-huh. It's like a, it was kind of an older one that was based on a Japanese manga that did not the greatest relationship promotion there. Like, it's, it's kind of one of those things where a character, main character changes from being a really bad guy to like a good guy, but I don't feel like they had enough conversations about like how bad everything he did was. You know what I mean? I was like, it just kind of happened and then we all accepted it. And I was like, um... But it's been remade many, many times. Like in, I see, I've seen a Chinese version of it. There's a Korean version of it. Obviously, there's okay. a Japanese one originally. But surprisingly, the one out of Thailand that is being released right now, uh, actually, so far, has been the least problematic. They've actually figured out how to make it the person actually have remorse for what he did and actually try, you know, and like they had legitimate conversations and have a ah, realistic relationship. Interesting. So, go, okay. Go Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess they'll keep getting better. Oh, did you know that they're they're trying to make Crash Landing on You an American version? Did you know that American oh, version of, of Crash Landing How on You? How do they do that? It's totally about North Korea and South Korea. I, I I don't know. Like like she lands in Texas, but <laughs> from Oklahoma. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how they're gonna do this. Like she's in Alaska, she lands in Russia, maybe. Oh my I don't, goodness gracious. Is I don't you can't just remake everything. You just you, can't reiterate it. You really can't remake. You shouldn't no. yeah, definitely. Just leave That's it funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on at the station? I know this is last week for the the car raffle. I gotta yes. post some links for that. Yes, yeah, so this Monday is the very, very last day that you can get your car raffle tickets so i'm trying to remember exactly what the cutoff time if it's like six o'clock if it's midnight Mm. just get them early if you still want them you can go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle a hard cutoff the raffle is being held uh next friday the 25th 
going to be, I believe, held live on the air. Uh, but don't oh. worry, we will uh, hunt you down if you are not listening. We will find you, wow. and you will get your car if you're the winner. It's a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250, which is a compact SUV in night black and a uh, pretty snazzy-looking car. And, yeah, just the last weekend, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a chance to win the car, but it's a guarantee to support Catholic Radio. Yeah. Um, that's why we do this. So one last week, if you've been kind of going, hmm, well, do I get a ticket? I mean, <laughs> gotta gotta make up your mind quickly. So yeah. grnonline.com forward slash raffle, or you can contact your local general manager as well. And I think the deal, the best deal is five for a hundred, right? Yes. I think they're twenty five a piece, but the deal is you get five for they turn into twenty dollars exactly. magically. Exactly, yeah. magically, magically, you get basically an extra uh, extra one there. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. What did Dave Palmer say about Back to the Father this Friday? Anything? Yes. Uh, so we are going to be talking about the philosophy of utter pessimism and despair uh, based on the – yeah, doesn't that sound exciting? Uh, the, <laughs> the philosophy of Arthur – I'm going to say this wrong – Schopenhauer? Schopenhauer, mm. if you've heard of him, um, he apparently yeah. he's the one who came up with this kind of philosophy of utter pessimism and despair. And Dave was briefly telling me a little bit about what it is. And his his idea was like, not that everyone should like commit suicide, but we should just like stop procreating or something like that. It, it's interesting. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. And we're going to obviously, okay. of course, compare that to St. Thomas Aquinas, who is our guy that we you know like to learn about um, and how he maybe would respond to that. Um, and kind of like comparing optimism, pessimism and that kind of thing. Because, you know, if you think about it in today's culture, I think mm -hmm. it's pretty easy for a lot of people to be very pessimistic. Yeah. We're a pessimistic culture. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to kind of uh, learn more about that. And you hear that a lot, especially I think from your generation, always hear people saying, oh, I'm not going to bring kids into this yes, world because exactly. it's so bad. Gas prices are so high. I can't have kids. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, there's a point where you're like, yeah, it's getting into some excuses there. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to know how this discussion is going to go. And if you want to know more about it, uh, tune in on all of our social media channels, so YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We live stream it. It's not on the radio, but it's a live stream show. So you can comment live with us and ask us questions. It's 2 p.m. Central uh, on Friday. So back to the Father. Make sure you tune in and join us. Yeah, tune in. It's always live. It's always the, the audience is always lively. A lot of yes. the usual suspects. <laughs> as yes. well and then some other new people so yeah tune in thanks Cecil. of course this is the david l gray show voicing truth and reason on the guadalupe radio network which is radio for your soul so i was on this website called the national black catholic congress you know to see what's new there because sometimes i go there and sometimes they're posting new content things that i wouldn't have had otherwise had run into so i go there from time to time so i'm there last time um, I think last week, and I go. They have a list of podcasts on their on their website resources, and on, on that podcast page, you see a lot of the usual suspects that you expect to see at the National Black Catholic, Catholic Congress website. People like uh, Father Josh Johnson, Gloria Purvis, people like that. But at the bottom of the list, they had a link called More Catholic Podcast, More Catholic Podcast. And, and that group of links of more Catholic podcasts was a Protestant named Dr. Tony Evans. People who are in the Texas area are probably familiar with that name. You may have heard it. And his ministry called Urban Alternative, which is a Protestant Bible teaching and resource ministry that he founded 39 years ago. This is Dr. Tony Evans. And so this shocked me because before I was Catholic, I was a Protestant. And I used to listen to Dr. Tony Evans. So I know a lot about what he teaches. <laughs> I know his teaching 
is, is the full gamut of, of Protestant heresies from, um, and he teaches these things on just like a regular basis. These are just one-offs. I mean, he's, this is what he teaches. I, he's teaching assurance salvation. If you never heard of assurance salvation, it means that your salvation is assured. Another name for it is once saved, always saved, that there's nothing you can do to lose your salvation. He, he's teaching all, all the, 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 uh, the, the solas, um, uh, solar grace, solar faith, solar scriptura, faith alone, scripture alone, um, faith alone, all the alones, right? Which has the potential to leave you all alone in hell. If you, if you take, if you believe these things, and I, I say that because we just have no evidence or testimony that these false teachings will get you to heaven. That's factual. We just don't have any Protestant saints, not saying that people who are not Catholic are not in heaven. We, you know, we just saying we don't have any of that evidence. Okay. And that's all we can have at this point. So, but Tony Evans is teaching these things and his website is linked to a Catholic website, uh, called a more Catholic resources. I just thought that was phenomenal. Okay. That these teachings, they do not, they reject the understanding, the Catholic understanding in what the Catholic church believes about the efficacy of the sacraments, right? So they reject the, uh, Tony Evans, he rejects the authority of the, of the Catholic church. He rejects our canon of scripture. He rejects the intercession of saints. He, he rejects essentially everything that makes Catholics Catholic, right? But his website is linked from a Catholic web website as more Catholic resources. Phenomenal. So and you click on that link from the Catholic website, and you're just you're taken directly to his audio recordings, books you can buy, recordings you can buy, and and again, the, all these things, all these resources on his website, being linked from a Catholic website, are anti-Catholic. The most crazy thing I'd ever seen in my life, aside from so-called Catholic universities having links to Planned Parenthood on their website, but this isn't this isn't far from it. Right, Planned Parenthood as a health resource, and and Dr. Tony Evans is a Catholic resource. It's it's a really is a thin line there, baby, a, a thin line. But but I should go. I guess I should go deeper, right? And, and talk about what's actually harmful here, right? Why should Catholics avoid intentionally ingesting non-Catholic theology for the purpose of spiritual growth, right? And there's a distinction here. If you're reading Catholic theology because you're you're studying theology and you want to know the distinctions and the differences. Okay. Go for it with, with some, with some discernment. Okay. But if you're, if you're ingesting this stuff, just because you're trying to grow spiritually, you think there's something here. No, I'm about to give you three reasons why you don't and why you should not. So number one, you know, when I'm teaching high school theology, I always refer to my students, I always refer to Protestants um, as the the five hundred year old idea, um, and and I call it the dim light of Protestantism, meaning that there is no full light there. There is light there. There are things in a five hundred year old idea that we Catholics do agree with, things that we can say are true, and things that we can affirm. Therefore, the five hundred idea that we call Protestantism does have some light, but it doesn't have any 
new light to shed upon anything whatsoever. Being that we agree with them on what is true there means that there is no reason to go there for truth, right? So what they have is true, we agree with. Okay, but they have a lot of stuff there that we do not agree with and things that we don't want to expose ourselves to, right? So what they have, that is true, we already have. It is also a dim light because the light, Christ Jesus, the one that they have, the one that they profess, is a different Christ Jesus. It's a different Jesus. It's a different gospel. And it is not the full truth. It's not the full Christ Jesus. It is only some of him, some of his truth some of his life. Therefore, it is also dim. It does not have a full light of Christ. Let me provide you with a clear example. Vatican II called the Holy Eucharist the source and summit of our faith. The source and summit of our faith. What is this? What is the source and summit of Protestantism? It's not the Holy Eucharist. It's not Christ himself. Rather, the source and summit of Protestantism is the Bible. And not even a full Bible, right? Not even a full Catholic Bible. So the center of Catholicism, our source and summit is Christ Jesus. And the center of Protestantism is an abbreviated Bible. These, these, these two things don't work together. These things are mutually exclusive. That's insufficient for our spiritual growth. It's a dim light. And if you walk around long enough in, in dim lights, you're bound to hurt yourself. You're going to trip over something, break your neck. You're, you might hit a wall, bust your nose. It's no way to live as an adult, just, just partially blind, walking around in a dim light. It's insufficient of how you've been called to live as a Catholic. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. I've been there. When I, when I, was, when I was first starting to convert, convert to Catholicism, I, I would still go to Protestant services. You know, because, yeah, you know, the preaching was better. Let's be honest about it. The preaching is more entertaining. It's more insightful in, in some ways, right? It, it's okay. It's just more entertaining. The music was better, right? The music was more entertaining. That's what it was. But as soon as I came to believe in the Holy Eucharist and, and realized that the, the climax of Sunday worship should not be some man in the center of what they call uh, whatever the, the center of the platform, right? But as soon as I realized that that's not the center, right? That Sunday worship is not about the is not the climax isn't some guy preaching or somebody some some group playing music. Once I realized that the the, the climax of, the, of Sunday worship should not be man, but rather, rather, Sunday the climax of Sunday is him who was raised on the day of the sun. Right, Sunday is all about Christ. It's his day. So our source and summit, as Vatican II taught, more than that. Um, because the source and summit of Protestantism, Protestant revelation is not Christ himself, their theology will never ultimately point us to the things we need most for our salvation. That is the sacraments. Protestants, they, they talk a good game, a good game about salvation, but they offer no real help to get us to where we need to be because they don't have the sacraments. They don't have the saints, right? They don't even, even what they have, they can't, they cannot prove that it works. Second reason why ingesting heresy is a bad idea. The, the second danger about ingesting this errant and malformed Protestant theology is that it may lead to a loss of love. Flatly, 
turning away from the fullness of faith in favor of something that is partially true is a type of idolatry and idolatry. It is putting a, another woman before your spouse. Um, it, it is putting a, a strange God before your God. Any man or woman who committed adultery would, would tell you that it, it happened gradually, probably. Those little conversations at work, those those little text messages. Men addicted to porn would tell you that it started gradually. A little click here, a little watch there. Drug abusers, gamblers, whatever led that person away from their spouse or family, whatever that shiny thing was that took their attention away and led them to a false love, it usually happened gradually because they turned their gaze away from who they're called to love. This is why when we start listening to strange theology, these, these Protestant preachers teaching these strange things about salvation and grace, it runs the risk of causing a loss of love. Here's a third reason. The third reason why you don't want to mix Protestant teaching with the fullness of faith is because it is harmful to mix, mix um, safe things with poisonous things, right? You don't mix something safe with something poisonous. That doesn't work. So Protestantism should, it should come with a warning label. Like this may, this may, this may cause death or something like that. But it, it may lead you away from the sacraments and lead you to hell. No clean thing comes out of a dirty thing. This was, there was a... a, a very important reason why Mary had to be conceived immaculate so that Christ could be born without the stain of original sin. I know you may think it's harmless that you can listen to Joel Osteen or some Protestants and, and that you can shift through what is good and shift through what is bad and, and find a the truth there. But no, no, it, it does lead to a loss of love eventually. It leads to idolatry and idolatry against Christ and his church. It also pollutes you over time. It will work like, imagine eating a teaspoon of antifreeze or rat poison every day. Over time, the members of your body are going to start to be at war with one another. You'll become not well. Do not cause the truth of your faith to compete with the lies. That's unhealthy. Do not put your, 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 your ears to war with your soul. Your ears will want to hear something good, something entertaining, something inspiring, but your soul knows better as a Catholic until you destroy it with poison. Here's my conclusion. And I'm going to bring on Dr. Um, Deacon Toby Gaines here after the break. Here's the conclusion. So I understand the challenge of the challenges we face of not being able to find good Catholic teaching that does inspire you. And, and there's no shortage of resources out there, mind you. But I understand sometimes that those resources may not be free, and the ones that are free sometimes are repetitive. I get it. I also understand the challenges that some Catholics um, have in finding good Catholic resources uh, because sometimes Catholic resources are just as harmful as Protestant ones. I get it. I also understand the challenge of our audience who are listening in prisons, men and women who definitely struggle with finding good Catholic Bible study programs and good Catholic prison ministers. I get it. That's one of the reasons why Guadalupe Radio Network is here. We're, you know, we're trying to fill the gap. So I hear the struggle. All that I would ask is that in, in spite of the struggle, that you do not substitute with what you're missing with what may actually harm you. And do not harm others 
National Black Catholic Congress by giving people a stake. We're not asking for a piece of bread. And that's all I know about that. Right after the break, Deacon Toby Gaines will be on to speak with us about the spiritual battles we face and his own spiritual journey. This is the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardo Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. So you're driving to work while listening to Catholic Drive Time. But you're not just driving any car. You're driving a Midnight Black 2022 GLA 250. Make 2022 your year by supporting the GRN and possibly winning a GLA 250 by going to grnonline.com and buying five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. Raffle ends February 21st, and you must be 18 or older to participate. The second promise the Guadalupe Radio Network made in 1996 was to carry out the mission of evangelization as called for by baptism. The new evangelization calls for each one of us to deepen our faith, believe in the gospel message, and then go forth to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, the new evangelization consists of three parts, knowing your faith, living your faith, and sharing your faith. That is exactly what the Guadalupe Radio Network, through its programming, is doing. Some of the programs help us learn our faith. Other programs encourage us then to live that faith. And finally, some programs motivate us to then share our faith with others. The GRN programming continually stimulates us to grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ and to help others do the same. Together, we are one Guadalupe Radio Network family. We are radio for your soul. This is Len Oswald, president of the GRN, with your GRN Family Minute. Welcome back in to the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is rated for yourself. Thanks to everyone who's tuning in on the live streams. I see a lot of people on the YouTube um, page and listening on Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. If you have a question or a comment for Deacon Toby Gaines, please chime in. Or also you can call in at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Um, Deacon Toby Gaines, he was ordained in 2000, um, and he served six years at St. Paul Cathedral in Oakland and continues his ministry in Butler, Pennsylvania. So he's ordained in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Now, before retiring from his family business founded in 1919, Deacon Toby served as the director of consultation education at a, a mental health and rehab drug and alcohol program. He's a co-director of Western Pennsylvania International Year of the Child, a trustee of St. Francis University in Loretto, Pennsylvania, a board member of the Pennsylvania Child and Guidance Center, and was one of the founders of the Pittsburgh Voyager, now Pittsburgh Quest. 
He's a U.S. Army veteran. Deacon Toby was appointed by South Carolina Governor Robert McNair as an undercover narcotics agent to assist the Richland County Sheriff's Department in Columbia, South Carolina. Deacon Toby is the author of a book called The Assignment, a non-fictional account of his encounters with the Virgin Mary and his renewal back to the faith. Also, he's written Waiting in Ravenwood, a fictional novelette based on a true experience of how prayer brings to light the darkness. <clears throat> Member of the Order of Knights of the Hospitaller, St. John of Jerusalem. He has a master's degree also in counseling education at, from the University of Pittsburgh from 1975. And now, Deacon is on the David, Gray, David L. Gray Show. Welcome in, Deacon Tubby. Uh, thank you very much, my brother. Yeah, it I'll is. I'll tell you, man. It's been uh, it's been a journey, but I'm happy to finally be on the David L. Gray show. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, you know, you know, it was a joy to find um, a conservative, young, black, dynamic brother of the faith. Just let me put that out there. So kudos. I appreciate you calling me young. I'm turning 50 this year, so. Oh, okay. I got you by about uh, 24 or so. Okay. You're good. You're good. So I read quite a lengthy background there, so I kind of want to get into that and get into your faith journey. But I was just curious, um, seeing your background in, uh, you know, as a business owner and in counseling and also in law enforcement, what got you into working in Document um, documentaries like the one you're working on on the, on the um, Native American Mission School. Well, let me just go full circle here and kind of do a deep dive, and I'll get back to answering that question. Okay. You know, and um, in 1989, uh, working in the family business, things were going quite well, but I was not a happy camper. Hmm. So. I decided to take this pilgrimage to Metrogoria, Yugoslavia, 1989. While I was there, I had two encounters with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Wow. Yeah. The first encounter, um, I'm, laying, I'm laying in my bed. It's about quarter to seven in the morning. And um, on the side of the wall, I see this... Uh, it looks like a TV screen. I nicknamed it MTV for Mary Television. There's a path. <laughs> there's a pathway, and at the end of this pathway was a large boulder, and um, this figure dressed in a monk's garb was walking towards this boulder, hands in a prayer position, and knelt down next to this boulder. Behind him the ground started to unfurl. Little people on an escalator, what looked like an escalator, were coming up, up out of the ground, going up into the heavens. Huh. I get up out of my bed. I go wash my face, throw some cold water on my face. I come back in, I lay down. I assume the same position. And I say, I wonder if I can tune back in to whatever this was that... I had experienced. Sure enough, it started up again. After a few moments, I looked away and I said, Lord, Blessed Mother, 
how do I know this is real? Mm -hmm. And just like the CBS logo, the Blessed Virgin's image came right up on that screen and just kind of stood there for a few moments. The next morning, I um, was laying in my bed, same time, quarter to seven, and um, had my hands behind my head. And I said, okay, Lord, okay, Blessed Mother, what's on my agenda for today? She audibly appeared, she appeared at the foot of my bed, and the only thing I audibly heard was prayer. Hmm. I said, prayer. If that's what you say, Blessed Mother, that's all I need to know. She did a left turn and went straight out through the wall. About four or five days later, we get back home, and I had this incredible urge to go buy a new Bible. So I shoot down to a Catholic bookstore downtown Pittsburgh, throw the flashers on, it's about rush hour, shoot in, purchase a new St. Joe's edition of the Bible. Come back, sit down in the car, I do three flips, one, two, three. I come across the picture of Jacob's dream at Bethel. Mm. God's messengers with a stairway going to heaven. Yeah. And I audibly heard at that point, there is your answer in scripture. I broke down in tears, man. The floodgates just, I mean, it was, it was awesome. Wow. But I share that because when we are looking to discern, when we are looking to uh, uh, find answers, we have to be still quiet oneself and wait and wait. And we can always find our answer in scripture, providing we are open to searching for that answer. And Deacon, where were you, where were you at at that time in your in your in your spiritual journey? I mean, were you questioning your faith, or I mean, what even led you to Medjugorje? Well, yeah, I had been away from the faith. I would come and actually go to mass on my my birthday, which is March twenty fifth, feast of the Annunciation. Hmm. So I've always considered myself as one of Mary's children. Okay. Okay. So uh, I knew that I physically and spiritually and mentally had to do something, mm. okay? And the opportunity arose for me to take this pilgrimage. By the way, my mother and I worked the, the business together and um, I, I came <laughs> to work the next morning and I said, um, I said, mom, I'm going to Yugoslavia. She <laughs> said, boy, you didn't lose nothing in Yugoslavia. What are you going to Yugoslavia for? And I, I couldn't put it into words. But you know how mothers can be sometimes, right? Uh -huh. So she, she was, was also, also she was also planning to take a trip to uh, China, but the Tiananmen Square situation happened, 
Our trip was canceled, which enabled me to go to Medjugorje. So that's pretty much uh, how I got to Medjugorje. And wow. um, uh, the, rest, the rest is history. Yeah. Now, I've been back several times, and I'll kind of weave this in, but it's important to understand my third trip back to say thank you for the graces, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I encountered Satan actually twice on the mountain. So these experiences have given me not only a spiritual sense, but a physical sense of understanding who the enemy really is. Yeah. Now, now, what do you what so do you ministry, say, Deacon? To... For me, it's like um, like water after a soaking rain. It, yeah. It finds its own level. Yeah. And you know, we were talking about uh, uh, I think in one of our um, exchanges. My focus now is truth and the end game of yeah. social iniquity. Yeah. And it's that iniquity that is permeating society that presents the challenge not only to the church, but in particular to the black Catholic faction. You know, you did a piece with uh, Father James Altman. Mm -hmm. where he stated that one cannot be Catholic and a Democrat. Right. That's a horse pill for the vast number of Black Catholics, liberal whites, and those woke folks in general. So it becomes an issue of understanding the background of what Father Altman said. And I just want to do a quick deep dive into that. Okay. January 11th, President Biden spoke to the country from Atlanta, Georgia. On the podium, students from Clark Atlanta University, Morehouse, were applauding and nodding in affirmative of uh, what Biden was saying. And it really upset me because, you know, my thought was these young kids have no idea that the Democratic Party has been pimping the Black community for so long. And I'll cite one specific issue going back to 1964 when Lyndon Baines Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act, his famous quote was, we'll have these niggers voting Democrat for the next 200 years. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet these young folks have no idea, have no idea what brought about the emergence of the Republican Party in 1854 to combat the Kansas-Nebraska Act and the expansion of slavery. You know, the Democratic National Committee 
has removed God, and I've heard you mention this in a number of times. But they not only espouse and foster and proclaim vehemently all things that are antithetical to God's tenets. When you look at the democratic mascot, the donkey, the same animal on the plantation that pulled the cotton and the sugarcane wagons, we might as well still be behind the plow. We look at the issue of abortion, gay rights. You know, you hear, I've heard so many times my brothers and sisters talking about, well, you can't be just a one issue voter. Right. But when it comes to our Catholicity, absolutely. You know, there are no gay rights in the Bible. They don't have rights in the Bible. The transgender issue. I, I love this reference. Rudolph changed his name to Rolanda so he could dominate the reindeer games. You have the uh, DC Comics, Superman, Superman. You know, Superman's a fantasy, I get it. We grew up with Superman, but Superman is now bisexual. Mm -hmm. So we have to pay attention, brothers and sisters, to this issue of why you cannot be Catholic and democratic. And we're speaking with um, Deacon. We're speaking with Deacon Toby thing. Gaines. He is a deacon out of the diocese of uh, Pittsburgh. If um, if you want to call in, ask Deacon a question. God. Go to eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. But how many times have we cast multiple votes for Democratic candidates that stand against God, and think that we're going to uh, separate? Um, this this issue, and have it be a non a non issue. Yeah, yeah. Read Psalm thirteen, brothers and sisters, the folly of the lawless. You know, we want things um, uh, in heaven as it's done on earth, not on earth as it is in heaven. But we've got to re reverse that matrix, man. We've got to reverse that. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to hit that because it's such an important uh, uh, segment of where we are in terms of our Catholicity. Yeah. We have a remedy. We're blessed to have the sacraments, you know, uh, we can take advantage of the sacraments, uh, uh, go make a good confession. But the bottom line is, go and sin no more. So the sacrilegious aspect of continuing to vote for those antithetical folks um, uh, who posture themselves and who continue to actually hurt the black community, the black church, uh, is something that um, um, we really have to, to, to continue to emphasize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 
we hear about free will. I think it was uh, uh, Cardinal Figano who said, the human will is the dark room in which the poor creature resides. I think about that. And I follow that up with, your free will is your destiny. So this societal turmoil is just compounded by a real lack of understanding in my humble estimation of how Satan works. Too many of our young people, you know, don't even believe in Satan. They don't believe in God. Many are just stuck in that matrix of humanism, man versus God, man over God, you know, pick one. But when you look at Satan's priorities, decimate the family, enslave children, sow confusion, harness the people with evil in such a way that it seems like a delightful exercise. Read Psalm 35, 36. It speaks to that. Yeah. So in my ministry, the challenge is to continue to work towards the end game of social iniquity, which is at the basis of the Indigenous People Project that you asked me about initially. Yeah. Lifelong, lifelong friend, Native American, uh, found me online and wanted to know if I was the same individual that spent time with their brothers and sisters and family uh, 40 years ago. And I said, absolutely. So we got into the conversation. I asked the question of how is the Catholic Church perceived on the reservation? Mm. Immediately, we got into the conversation of the uh, Indian Mission School abuse. Now, if you saw 60 Minutes last, last Sunday, I believe, uh, 60 Minutes did a piece on the Indian Mission School abuse in Canada. But I thought it was more of a hit piece on the Catholic Church. Because you not only had the Catholic Church, you had the Lutheran Church, you had the Methodist Church. Um, this problem not only existed in Canada, but you had approximately 365 uh, mission schools in the United States as well between uh, 1860 and 19. 1970. So I said, I must uh, try to do something, try to create an awareness, um, uh, uh, try to, to put something together to address this issue of uh, Catholic abuse. And I say that the, the sexual abuse that happened back in night it never stopped. 
Hmm. It never stopped. So I contacted um, my really good friend, um, an author, Paul Ruggieri, um, who wrote the book, uh, Answers for Troubled Times, Spiritual Welfare Edition. Paul is a 34-time Emmy-producing documentarist. And we got together and came up with a, uh, a game plan of um, interviews, travel, uh, to start to do the, uh, uh, address this issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um, it's, it's a critical, it, it's such a critical uh, uh, situation, David, because we think about slavery, uh, we, we uh, heard the recent uh, uh, fallout over Whoopi Goldberg's comment of, um, um, well, we know about that situation. But this Indian Mission School abuse narrative where thousands, thousands of kids never came back home never saw their parents again. Um, and the trickle down, uh, this, this, this trickle down uh, uh, history is still causing such, uh, such, such sadness and awareness that, that that was part of my focus on um, jumping out there and uh, uh, starting this, this documentary. Yeah, when I so, watched when I watched the um, and we're speaking with um, Deacon Toby Gaines. He is um, out of the diocese of Pittsburgh. He's here. Tell us a little bit about his his faith journey. Um, born and raised Catholic, he had a, a reversion experience going to Mezgoria, and also he's doing some work. He's telling us about the work that he's been doing with um, putting together a documentary about the abuse crisis. So if you have a um, a deeper question for Deacon, just post one in the on one of the live streams or call in 877-757-9424. And Deacon, we have about about seven minutes left. So I want to uh, back up just for a moment because so, you said a lot. I want to see if we can, I can back up a little <laughs> bit. That's just a, just a couple questions there. Um, if you can answer, you know, just in a, in a, in a you know, uh, you know, as short as you can about some of these deeper things. So the, the first one, uh, first I'm going to ask you about, uh, what do what are your thoughts about people? Because you had quite a profound experience at Medjugorje. So as as a deacon, someone who's been trained theologically, I want to ask you about some of the, some of the people who critique Medjugorje and say, oh, it's not actually, you know, it's actually Satan or something doing those miracles. So I'm actually about that. And then I want to jump up a minute and, and talk to you about you. You talked about how Black Americans in this country how uh, many of them, the vast majority of us, um, tend to still vote for the party who had our ancestors, uh, some of our ancestors in slavery, right? The same party, never changed their name, never renounced anything that they did. And I, I want to ask you about how, make a distinction between how, why voting is so cultural, because I don't think some people understand how voting is so cultural. So let's start with the Medjugorje thing, though, if you can, as, um, you know, as quick as you can. What's your response to the critics of, Medjugorje? Of course, there are critics. And I felt in part of uh, the, the church 
for a good number of years that these uh, visionaries were, and they're still having, uh, uh, a couple of them are still having their, their encounters with the Blessed Virgin. Uh, the church was, um, uh, is never quick to um, put a positive uh, uh, action out there on these types of situations. But if you look at the number of conversions, okay, now I'm just this little black guy from Pittsburgh who happened to be uh, dealing with some issues, uh, happened to go to Medjugorje and boom, okay? Uh, I can come back and I can testify because it put me on the path to the diaconate to where I can be doing the things that I'm doing now, working in the venue, all right? So the church will always have its critics, uh, plus or minus, uh, yay or nay. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, this the experience you had was clearly authentic. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you can't <laughs> question, I mean, the impact that it had on your life. I mean, that's, that's, that's quite phenomenal. Yeah, I gave up... Uh, you know, we had the oldest black business in Western Pennsylvania. You know, I retired to pursue ministry. And, you know, it's really difficult being a deacon because you have one foot in the church, one foot in the world. Uh, mm. So you, you got to uh, try that balance. And and Satan is always, always there trying to uh, try to throw you off, off kilter. Um, yeah. Satan is real, young people. Satan is real, folks. Don't discount yeah. him. Know the enemy, and you can find you can find Deacon Toby. He has actually he has a whole website. You can actually learn more about him, what he's written, some of the things he's doing. If you want to have him um, come speak where you're where you're at, he's available for that as well. Is Toby? That's T O B Y Gaines G A I N E S. That's tobygaines.com. You can find him there. Um, as you can see, if you're watching a live stream, nice looking gentleman. You got the whole goatee and everything. So uh, thank you, brother. <laughs> I, I know I had to clean up, man. I even have the, the golden EIB microphone here. Uh, you probably can't see it, but uh, I knew I was doing the David L. Gray show. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I had to come right or don't come at all, right? I appreciate that. But what, what do you what do you have to, what do you have to say though? Catholics, um, you know, you know, culturally they would be Black Americans, but they're you know they're they're Catholics. But going into the ballot booth, they're still voting as they will culturally, as you know, Black Americans have tend to do over the last sixty or so years for the Democratic Party. Yet, that seems to be the party in this country that's most um, not aligned with with the faith. So, what do you what do you say though? But it's, it's cultural. So, you know, to be Black in America is to vote Democrat, but you're Catholic. So, what do you what do you say? Uh, I say you have to stay. You have to stay the course, man. We have to continue to pray for those brothers and sisters um, uh, who still think that they can have the best of both issues. Um, you know, Our Lady gives us the most holy rosary. Each drop of each each time you finger a bead of the rosary, it's like a drop of oil for your lamp. Fill your lamp, light the darkness. That's what we have to continue to do. Um, there's just no, there's just no getting around it, David. So, it's a, it's an issue. We have to keep driving it home. We have to keep speaking to it. We have to keep praying about it. Um, and also remember, you can't cast a shadow, brothers and sisters, where there's no light. Mm. 
So you want to continue to walk in the light and the grace of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. David, one thing real quick, you mentioned in your um, um, thing about uh, Protestants, you know, you often see, you often see just the cross, mm -hmm. right? The blank cross has no power. You have to have Jesus on the cross, man, to have power, the power Amen. of the cross, brother. So, Amen. Amen. That, that's a that's a that's a great way to wind it down, Deacon Toby. I'm gonna have to have you back on. It just went so fast. I'm gonna have to have you back on sometime before we get into the summer, so we can we can chat more about, um, as you say, what's happening now. Just just <laughs> let me say just let me say one thing real quick, brother. Yeah, we got about uh, as, twenty seconds as we as we begin our journey towards Easter. Make this Lent the best Lent that you can. Make Amen. it the best you can, brother. Amen. Be that light. Amen. God bless Thanks you. Thanks so much for that that um that on that encouragement for this Lent Deacon Toby. Thanks for coming on the David L. Gray show. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. God bless. Amen. And thank you for tuning in. I'll be back same time um next week. Same place. I look forward to conversing with you again. In between time, you can visit me at davidlgray.info. But until then, till next time. Remember that Jesus loves you, and Jesus is there for you. Live your life like salvation matters. And may the abundance of our Lord's blessings and graces and favors fall upon you. Thank you. Amen.